other nurse said. Blood pressure 125 over 85. Heart rate 80. Her head hurt hideously. They began removing things. Bending over her, the nurse removed the bits of sticky paper connected to the wires stuck just beneath her clavicle and beneath her left breast. She felt a tug in her crotch when they took out the catheter. As the tube came up her esophagus, Emily involuntarily made retching noises. The doctor left the room. The nurse bent over the equipment. Emily threw herself off the bed and bolted for the door. She raced down the hall, aware of cold on her back, on the soles of her feet, toward the exit sign. She was almost there when they caught her and brought her back. Last night's storm had torn away autumn's wrenching brilliance, and now the forest circling the farm that had for weeks seemed to shimmer with flame was merely a skeletal ghostly gray. Beneath an overcast sky, the pond rippled darkly in the dying wind. But in the field, the horses were playful in the bracing air, nipping and teasing each other. Linda found herself leaning on the windowsill, just staring, savoring the sight, while her computer hummed industriously, waiting. She relished these first cold, dreary days of winter, when the heart turned toward inner comforts and joys. Owen appeared in the doorway of her study. Want to make love? Surprised, she laughed. Certainly her husband was compelling, lounging there in his jeans and flannel shirt, short and compact and sturdy, his thick hair gleaming as brightly as spun copper. His pale brown eyes were flecked with gold and amber, like currents of light in his tanned, freckled skin. His hands were massive and hard and sure as was his body. Yes, let's. Good, take the phone off the hook. With only a twinge of guilt, Linda lifted the receiver and stuck it into a drawer. It would make disturbing noises for a few seconds, then go mute. Anyone calling would get a busy signal. She switched off her computer, rose, and followed Owen into his bedroom. After the first year of their marriage, they agreed to have separate bedrooms. Linda was a hopeless insomniac, waking at all hours of the night to read. She never had enough time to read. She often thought she had insomnia just so she could grab an extra hour in the deep heart of the night to spend with books. While Owen needed solitude, his antidote to the news of the contemporary world was to listen to classical music. The farmhouse was large enough for them to have separate bedrooms, and it added a bit of spice to have different rooms, to enter, as she did now, her husband's lair. Owen's room was dark, with heavy ampere furniture, and his parents' old mahogany sleigh bed was almost regal. Owen liked the past, liked old things, did not like change. Linda had come to accept this as a good sign, he wouldn't grow tired of her. She undressed and slid between the sheets, which were cold and sleek against her skin. I love it that we don't have to shut out the light, don't have to draw the curtains. And the better to see you, my dear, Owen growled wolfishly, crawling into bed and nuzzling her neck. Languorously they rolled together, entwining their arms and legs. They had all the time in the world, 
Their pulses slowed. They took deep breaths. And for a while they didn't kiss, but only stroked each other, learning once again the warm, smooth span and fold of shoulder, hip, and thigh. Then Linda forced Owen onto his back and knelt between his legs so that she could feel the erotic friction of his wiry red hair against her cheek, eyelid, lips. Turning her head slowly from side to side, she grazed in the long, deep bowl of his belly. He ran his hands over her arms and shoulders and back. His penis grew long between her breasts. He was always very clean, with a cool scent like redwood emanating from his skin. Linda felt almost drowsy, drugged, as if browsing among poppies. And then he turned her over and prepared to enter her, but withheld himself, making the tension mount. She argued.